Ana Lucia, aka Coco Maria, thank you for joining me today. Cool. Thanks for inviting me. Good morning. It's a morning in Amsterdam now, right? Yes. Look at my morning face. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> look, um, yeah, I was really excited to, about uh, today, chatting with you today, and and I have uh, been enjoying your radio shows, and we are part of, um, you know, contributors to Radio Alhara as well. So I've, um, you know, been part of the the the, the uh, Alhara team since the start of the year, and uh, we've, uh, um, yeah. So there's just like this whole sort of community in the region of. Uh, presenters and radio guests, selectors, and we've uh, first time ever really have kind of found a platform to, to uh, connect and, and within, within the region. And so, yeah, like coming across, you, you know, you guys from Worldwide FM also contributing to the station has been uh, amazing. It just sort of shows the sort of the strength of the station and what's happening and, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah. I, I – um, I wanted to chat to you today about uh, your why versus how as well. So is this something that you think about a lot? Like my why? Your why, yeah, yeah. Like in terms of your why in, in what you're doing and, and how you kind of define it. It's something that you check in on a regular. Really, yes. I, always, I think I always did it, and especially this year, you know, that. This year that changed so many things. Uh, I feel I think about the why very, very often. Yes. Mm -hmm. How does that look like for you? Like, I mean, in terms of the reasons behind what you're doing and the way you're uh, from a day to day. Yeah. To explain a bit, a bit about like what it is about what you're doing with your music, because I know that you're a producer as well. You're an artist. And as well as a, pre as a presenter. So, uh, yeah, explain to me how that looks like to you. And Yeah, I, I wonder often about what I do because, I, you know, like, I guess we both like music. Not very much. So mm -hmm. We are doing this. But mm -hmm. for, sometimes I forget for a little, little moments, I forget what is what I'm here. Because mm. I think in the music world, Apart, of course, we, we like music, we like to share music, but I think it's very easy to get off track mm -hmm. now because music involves a lot of different things like attention or social media or, you know, also I think um, sometimes in, instead of the mu music, the attention goes to the person, not like the person, to the DJ, for example. And yes, that's nice. yes. And that's nice because you're working on this and it's nice to be recognized and to be treated nice. It's nice to, it's nice, really cool. But sometimes I feel if I get off track and I start to focus only on that, I will forget about the music, you know? Mm, mm. And I think when, and when I, I, it happens, I think, well, what am I here? What am I here? And then I think about those first days, those first years where I was sharing music with my friends and doing mix, mixes for each other or playing in really small parties with no DJ name, no flyers. And then I think of those moments and then I think that's why I'm here, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then, oh, then I reconnect. And do you find that that like self-reflection or self-checking in helps you get realigned, you know? Does that help you kind of like remember why you're doing it? But not only that, but just as not so much about purpose, but more on 
and uh, and even not just uh, even from an identity, but just it puts you back. It just kind of realigns you. Does that is that what you do? You feel like this sense of reconnection. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's that's a good word. Realign realignment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Because. I guess um, I, why I'm why I'm intrigued by this is, and I, I felt because you mentioned that it is something that you think about a lot. It's something that I think about too, and and it's so especially in the DJ world there, and there's such a big focus on promotion and marketing, and we have to kind of there is a level of that that we have to participate in that. It's part you know to get your message out yeah. and and to spread your what you're doing. But I think I think it's about the intention and like what runs that in the background, and I I find that also challenging for myself when I'm like you know trying to let go of that desire you know and the letting go of just focusing on numbers or trying to think of how can I communicate to bigger people i mean you you do have to think think of those sort of things it's a it's a business at the end of the day like in one in 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 that sense but there is that why and we're doing something we're providing a service we're sharing music we're sharing good vibes has have you found that to be challenging for you in identifying the differences Mm, there i think yeah not all the time but there's moments where i i find it difficult especially the last couple of years no, because I think at the beginning, as you said, I didn't care about a uh, profile or yes, mm. you know, I didn't care. I didn't even have, I didn't have Instagram even. No, I didn't want it, and I didn't. I remember with my friends at that time, we were just, I was just changing my name, whatever we on the flyers. You know, it didn't matter. I was experimenting with different names. We didn't have uh, flyers. We just sent emails to our friends, and and then, but then now when I look back, it was fun, but. This thing that you said, like having a profile, having a the image, the a coherent story, all this, it's it's important also, and I enjoy also. Yeah. So just yeah. the challenge just for me comes when I am focusing too much on that. Sometimes I'm like, oh, what what am I? Am I is, is what I'm doing fine, or am, what am I doing? Or uh, also sometimes people who work on the music thing, they sometimes expect something uh, that you do something some way because. And that's the other side of having this profile. Another day, they put you in a box, and then they expect that you will play something or you will say something, and then you don't want. And that's the only challenge, I think. That when you have this image, then people expect something. Mm-hmm. I think something. Else. Yeah. Yeah. No? I, I also think that if you focus more on how you're doing things as opposed to why, that also helps. Like you, I think if you you kind of like know what your why is, and then it's kind of like the how kind of just sort of comes, you know, like not just not really thinking too too much about the processes or once you kind of get back into that realignment, then it just sort of kind of flows. Do you yeah. find that as well for yourself? Yes. Like mm. that uh, I, I, I think more how, okay, this is what I want, how, and then kind of not think too much about the other things, just about the how. Now, like how, for example, how to have a nice radio show or how to keep playing nice music or how to stay fresh, all these things. Mm. Yeah. Then the rest comes by itself, right? Yeah. After. Yeah. What exactly um, about uh, fa- uh, about migration is fascinating for you? You mentioned that that's something that you've been sort of thinking about as well. Yeah, it is. 
it is for me something um, I, I think a lot about, you know, because when I first moved to Europe, I always thought it was just uh, temporary, mm. you know, like just a couple of years or until I finish my studies, and then I go back to Mexico or, okay, I'm just going to work two more years and then I'm going to ba go back to Mexico. No? So I always thought Mexico is there and I will go back. But then the last, for the last five years, I'm thinking, I thought I changed it. And then I, I decided I want to stay here. No. And then, uh, so then that changed my whole perspective because then I'm thinking a lot much more about being an immigrant and also the fact that I'm an, I'm always going to be an immigrant here, but in Mexico, I'm also a kind of immigrant, mm. you know, and then also I'm thinking about it, but that's more like my personal quests, not like my own identity and. And then for my for the music thing, it also affects the music side because in a positive way. Because I realize, yes, I come from Mexico and I play music from from Latin America, but also all these countries where I have lived have influenced my style. Mm. And uh, and I I think of all these positive things that migration has, and actually at the end, music is a music is always a result of my migrations. And then the last couple of years, I'm think I'm thinking more on that, and I even studied this in Berlin. Yeah. So what you just said now it was interesting that you, when you're back in Mexico, you also feel like an, like a, a, a migrant. Explain to me. Yeah. As I said, the first years when I went back was just, oh, nice. I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there and I'm going to visit this person. Now like to continue my old life. Yeah. But, but now when I go back, oh, everything changed. You know, all these memories I have of Mexico for me, you know, like, they don't exist anymore, these things. And then things things are changing there and I'm not catching up so well. Right. I mean, I, I, I catch up, but it's not so quick anymore. I don't right. go there and I get it straight. I have to, okay, I have to, it takes me more and more time to go there. And then also, for example, um, my some friends are there. I'm not part of their life anymore. You know, like, okay, we're online connected and all this, but I'm not really part of their life anymore. Mm much in person and my family and that's one part but also the other thing is I'm thinking sometimes what if I just went back to Mexico now tomorrow I could not stop thinking about Europe you know because also in Europe now I have my best friends my boyfriend my house mm. I studied here I have my work here so it's not so easy anymore to just say I'm going back to Mexico mm. So then even if I go to Mexico, now I'm going to be also disconnected from here. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I guess it's, that's happened because of uh, the length of time that you've been away. The, yeah. Those those old connections sort of fade. Uh, but there's still, obviously, you still got roots there. Your, your, your family's, you got family there. And um, yeah, I kind of, I, I can relate to that because I left, I was orig originally from Sydney and I've, I've been away for uh, almost 10 years now. Okay. And you, you do, you do uh, see those changes happen over like, uh, and you start, you start to see those, like those uh, relationships, environmental kind of uh, experiences as well. They start to sort of, they, they, they evolve in a different, it's not, a, it's not necessarily, it's not a negative thing, but it just changes. Yeah. And yeah, I do find the same too. When I go back, I have to kind of like, um, you know, find it, like catch up. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I understand that. So, yeah. so that, um, so that, what is it exactly about it? Like, is it because 
um, you have found like the the move the the moving has been part of the the sort of development process of of who you are as well. Like, I mean, because you've been moving, you said you said a lot of places that you've lived around Europe, and I guess mm-hmm. every place, including where you are now in Amsterdam, has been compounding to the person that you are now. And yeah, yeah so. Tom, yeah, are you planning to stay now longer in Amsterdam? Um, I think so. I, I, I feel like um, it feels different to the other places, no? because when I was in London or Berlin, I thought it was fun, especially Berlin was very fun. But I, I, when I thought about really far away future, I always thought, ah, I don't see myself old here. You know, I, I really enjoyed my, really, I, really like every moment in Berlin, but I always thought I don't see myself being old in Berlin. Right, right. And, and I always had this idea, it's not going to be forever for sure. But in Amsterdam, I feel different. Mm. In Amsterdam, I feel, or in Holland, I feel, ah, this is going to, this, this looks like a nice place to settle. Mm. You know, and, I will see what happens, but it's the, yeah, it's interesting. I feel that he, this is a good place for as a, to use as a base, mm. you know, not necessarily that I'm never going to go anywhere anymore, but that is my base, a nice mm. base. For, for, for the time being anyway, right? So, yeah. 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 And so th- is, that, is that the part of migration that you think about a lot? Because it's, is it more about um, settling in one place? Yeah, settling. Also about um, a lot. There's the, the migration part has a lot, no, of um, different connotations. Yes, <laughs> and, and one of them is about with the music thing. It's also, for example, I mean, I don't see it so much myself because I play music from Latin America, no. Mm. But for example, what about my colleagues or people from Latin America who want to play electronic music? So then, oh, but they are from Latin America. And then straight, there's this, um, they have these different difficulties because they don't come from a country that is typical from, for electronic music. Then they have a different challenge, you know, they have to, the they cliches and all this. So for me, it's working, it has been working on my favor because I play music from where I am from. Right. But at the same time, then that puts me in this box of, oh, because they're, I mean, I don't want to be on that box. Oh, ah, because she's Latin, she plays this music and that's it. But also to show that there's other more music I, I like to play. Mm. And that's why also, I mean, it's not, it's part of my, of being immigrants now, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not, yeah. But for me, the most important aspect of the, the thing I think the most, we know what you mentioned is this, what, you, what we thought about the difference, how everywhere you've been, makes part of you and what you do. Mm. Yeah, well, the, the, I mean, of, of course, you have a, a, a rich and deep uh, understanding of, the, you know, where you're from. And so your music, um, the, your music palette is a, like sort of, it, it demonstrates that. And so I, it, it must come a lot easier to you to, to sort of focus on that kind of music in in uh where like and and being able to share that in that part of the world yeah yeah true Uh, yeah yeah um so you mentioned uh 
there was a lot of plans. You had a lot of plans for um, – there was a lot of things planned for this year in 2020. Um, <laughs> and and a lot of – obviously, like with, with all of us, a lot of things have been put on hold. How are you coping with that? Like, and what are you doing? What are some of the strategies or coping methods that you use to kind of sort of keep you feeling like you're still doing, you know, your 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 uh, duty or your art, and and like, what are you doing to sort of keep that momentum going? Yeah, that was um, that was uh, hard sometimes, no. Uh, mm. This year, um, yeah, I feel that I had moments. I don't know what, but you. I'm curious about your process. But you know, when in March, when all this started, mm. I had first this month of negation. You call it negation, I'm like no, 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 it's not possible, or like no, it's, this is not going to last. Yeah, yeah. No, so at the time I was like, okay, this is not going to last. But I, I was kind of just staying home and reading and listening to radio shows. So I was quite relaxed. But for me, the, the tricky... And then I thought, oh, this is just a moment to rest. And then in, in June, I'm going to go for it. But then June arrived and nothing happened. I mean, only a couple of things, music things happened. And that's, when, when, that's for me when the challenge started. When, oh, all this, the, the whole lockdown, I was thinking in June, I was going to start playing and give it all. But didn't happen so then i lost a lot of energy there in june mm, mm. you know like it was really hard and i really was catastrophizing everything i thought it's over and i'm never going to do this anymore and i don't care what happens and then i had it was a few a few weeks you no know? but then i started to think of the positive and then i was focusing on my radio shows because mm. for me before I always loved my radio shows but for me it was something uh, not that I don't care but it was I was focusing more on the gigs and then my show was on the side and now the opposite now my show now is for me the most important thing so I just give it all on my radio show and then I realized through that energy that I put there I got a lot of new uh, how do you say a lot of op doors opened, no? Like I got right. to meet a lot of different people or I got, people got to know me. I, I'm starting to discover more genres. I'm starting to, I was, so I think at the moment that's it. My radio shows, because I could say I'm focusing on a lot of future projects, but we also don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Also, I'm helping friends to make music. And, but I don't know what you think but for me also it's very hard to make music and not being in the studio you know i want to be there with them not just on online talking about a song mm. so i think yes uh keeping the communication with other colleagues or artists friends focusing on my radio shows finding new music and uh, i think it's also a good time to take care of Things like the website, <laughs> your profile. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, all these oh. things that were whatever. Okay, the profile. We're working on this, putting putting your these things together. Mm -mm. And that's what I was focusing on the last three months. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's like a, a shift of of um, focus and yeah, I, and imagine for someone uh, who's a 
um, all about sort of taking action, not postponing um, <laughs> on your aspirations. Uh, but this must have been uh, difficult for you, you know, because you, you seem to be sort of very proactive kind of person. So, um, yeah. yeah, the the uh, uh, the radio show, your show, how often is it on Worldwide? Is it monthly? No, it every was, Wednesday. Yeah, every yeah. Wednesday. It was yeah. monthly. It was, right. And now since for the last three, two months, it's every week. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, that, and, and, and yeah, it keeps it maps keep keep you busy for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That keeps me busy for sure. Fantastic. And um, so, what what's I mean? I, I guess uh, what are some of the new things that are um, in the horizon that you've you've got coming up now? I had um, so yeah. One thing is um, I want to do my red. I want to make my show better. Mm -hmm. You know that I am really a better broadcaster. Mm -hmm. That's something I have in the horizon that it's not just something on the side. Mm -hmm. Something cool is something I I want to do better, you know, get better at making interviews or researching or presenting, chatting, all these things. And then that's one. And the other one is um, I have... In mind, I have some dream locations where I would like to play. Mm -hmm. But of course, at the moment, we can plan that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm working on music with different friends, like songs, helping friends with their own songs. Amsterdam-based or um, everywhere? No, everywhere. Really like Berlin, France. Yeah, I guess UK, that's the, UK. Uh, the benefit of the internet now. We can We can do all that. Yeah, but I, I'm very bad at doing this online, though. You know, for example, in the past, I made two songs with a friend. Mm. We did two songs, and we were it was super on we were it was super um, uh, fast. You know, we just met in the studio, and we were there, 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 and then okay, I come back tomorrow, and then it was done. Mm -hmm. And now I hear in my house like this. Mm, I don't know how to start even. And I think I'm just going to wait to till I see them in person to record. Right. right. So that's one thing and albums coming up, but everything got postponed. For example, I want to make this album with a friend who is stuck in Africa, not stuck, but no, he's not stuck. He's living there now, but he cannot come back to Europe yet. Right. So it's all about making music, being, being better at my radio shows. And also, um, Keep traveling when once we can do it again. Mm. And and what is it? What are you? What kind of stuff are you doing for sort of like um, you know music communities uh, building? Uh, are you doing? Is that part of your own projects? Um, yeah. Mm. What what exactly are you, you doing at the moment for sort of music community building? Yeah, uh, this was something I started to think more this year that we cannot meet in person. Mm -hmm. But I think when I look back, it's always for me very important. One of the most important things about playing records and doing parties and making events and all this is the community around the music. And that's something I experience very strongly now with my radio show at Worldwide FM, that how uh, and I didn't think about this before. I just wanted people to like the, the show and that's it or share put this music out there but I realized that 
I'm valuing a lot these, you know, the people who come every week to listen to the show, the people who contact me, the people who ask me things. Is this is this kind of it's kind of the same people? Mm. So I realized this is something very cool that to have not just any random person listening to your show and then the next day they don't care, but these people who are very uh, loyal. And then I really thought, oh, wow, that's really cool to have. And how can I keep that? And also I realized that now that I moved to Amsterdam, I, I think there's a lot of potential for building a community around the music I play. Uh, it's a bit hard now because we don't know when it's going to happen again. Also because clubs are not even sure if they are going to stay. So I think that's it, something I want to focus once we can go, get back to work about how can I build a community around this music I make, I play in Amsterdam. Yes, around a venue. It could be around a venue. It could right. be start with a party, you know, you know, many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me, and, and what's, and what's your, uh, your interest with Japan? <laughs> <laughs> I want to play there. Uh, is that one of the places? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but, like so much, like um, I really want to play there. Yeah. Well, as you know, as far as, as, as long as I can remember, um, the, the uh, Latin American music is so well received in Japan and yeah. it has been for a long time. And I mean, you, you actually, I uh, mean, people actually go to Japan to find pressings <laughs> of Latin American uh, music there, you know, because of, yeah. the, of the huge interest is there. Is that, is that so, something that has always been like, uh, have you been before? Have you been? No. no. Okay. Right. Neither have I. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd love to go. But, but yeah, there's just so many uh, great record stores that have ne- like kind of been around um, even during the dip of vinyl, we know now vinyl has sort of really come back from strength to strength over, uh, you know, recent years. It's like, you know, back in uh, circulation and has been a big part of uh, collecting music again and it's a very big part of DJing culture. It still is. Yeah. So, um, but I, from when, when um, I guess there was this huge, you know, change where vinyl was like okay we're scrapping vinyl and there was this massive like drop and yeah there japan kind of just kept going like japan was like their record stores were still there um when um is it is there anyone any kind of music communities or people that you know over there that you want to connect with and uh any venues that you want to work with Mm. I don't have, I only have a, a few names, like people like us, like uh, DJs and mm-hmm. some, a couple of bands, but I don't know them in person. But it's like you say, I just admire how deep they can go and to the, what, any genre they choose. And then I, I think it can be an interesting uh, experience to play so far from where I am from and that people have the same passion for that music, no? And I also, just for personally, I think it must be very fun to to be there. And music is the perfect excuse to <laughs> yeah. to go there and meet pe- meeting people and sharing. And I think I just imagine it like it's going to be a lot of uh, fun. Mm-mm. 
And that's one of the places, yeah. That's yeah. why. But also, also of course, but the first I need to save some money and then I would like to check those record shops. Yeah. Everybody speaks about. <laughs> yeah, there's, there are uh, like amazing DJs and producers uh, that are there. And um, yeah, I'm a big fan of, you know, people like DJ Muro, um, Toshio Matsura, who's been uh, at it for a long time, legendary. Oh, yeah. um, who else? Um, one, there's that DJ Coco that's like out now. Um, the, uh, the he's like I think right now is probably like the best 45 DJ. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you've come across this this guy. Um, mm-hmm. It's Cat Coco with a K. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Ch- check him out. You might have seen a video of him. Yeah. Man is amazing. Like he's a turntablist, but he plays with 45s, mm-hmm. and it's just like. Just insane trickery and turntablism, the proper like hip hop kind of t- turntablism. And but like he plays like the rarest things, the fun things, the classics, but just does it so well. And he's honestly, I think right now he's like probably the peak of that 45 sort of game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do check him out. He's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, the legends of, of course, like DJ Crush and. All these this Japan. I've just been so fascinated with Japan my whole life, and I've yet to go. I can't wait to go too. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, tell me, your um, something else is also well, a big part of this podcast. Is uh, it's not. I mean, I love to share about music, but it is more trying to understand more about people um, in the music industry and things that they do, other than, like to kind of keep them sort of. Uh, focused and keep them uh, because we, especially with all the different variables and environments that we work in and the pressures of being an artist as well, mental health is a big thing. And I noticed that that's something that's quite important for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, um, tell me a bit about your experience was with uh, mental health. Mm. Yeah. Actually, before I even did, the music thing. I was already studying um, psycho um, psychotherapy. Okay. Um, and um, psychology and you, education. Oh, you, you, you're studying. You're studying this. Yeah, my my back. My, oh my, wow! All right, okay. Yeah, in Mexico, I studied something. In English, it's more or less like education. It's not really to be a teacher, but it's um, education psychology. And then in London, I did um, art therapy. Oh, lovely. And then in Berlin, I did um, intercultural and migration studies. So psychology okay. was a big part of these studies. Now, so I, I'm always, I've been there. I'm doing that before I did music uh-huh. as a job. Okay. And then I really first thought it was not connected. I, of course, I heard about musicotherapy and all this. Mm. But that for me was the only connection and then about how music makes people feel and that is very connected, that it connects people and makes us feel good. So this was there, but not deeper than that, than that. But the more I am taking this job seriously, the more I realize how important it is to keep your mental health um, fine, balanced, mm-hmm. to keep doing it. And then I think, especially this year, I realized of how much um, 
anxiety and worries and and things like um talks about mental health were on are on the rise. Yes. So I started to research more and more about it just these months and how important it is to talk about it. And I think that you now the other day a friend on Instagram she posted something about that people who work artists, you know, artists who do their own thing or they get they have to have a very strong um you know, you get a lot of rejections in your career, no? It could be whatever. It could be that you make an album and it doesn't get any review or nobody wants to listen to it, or it can be that you get dropped, or it could be that nobody comes to your party or stuff. Yeah. It can be small things. It could be mm. very big things. Mm. And the people who work on this field, you have to co cope with that, no? So how do you cope with all these things that don't depend on you? Mm. And then I read this book. I don't know if you have heard about this book. I don't really like the title, but it's called Can Music Make You Sick? No, I don't know it. All right. It's really interesting, like a big research uh, made by these um, researchers in London. And then they really were, uh, they spent a few years uh, interviewing art, music artists, DJs, musicians, producers, bookers, all people who work in music. And then they discuss how, they discuss, um, this uh, pr the problems that people that in the music it, industry yeah. face. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, and then that's it. And then uh, I think it's more this year that I, I took back these um, studies, you know, that I had. I thought I they were in the past, but I took them back. And then I'm thinking, how can I be part of this? You now the movement of mental health awareness and to yeah, mental health awareness. Mm. Have you do you, have you found that like with with um, your studies in the past, uh, under, and especially with art therapy as well? Did you find that that actually also helped prior to the re ignition, like the re interest again this year uh, of going back into that? But did you find that that your previous uh, uh, studies and that kind of um, information and was also sort of embedded and it kind of did that did that help you as a dj as well like in the way you and the way you communicate with people and did you find that that was helpful i i actually sometimes thought yes but more um as a in a personal way right yeah. as yeah. you said in the communication or as i said before i really think it's very nice to connect and to make these community things, I think those studies play a, a, a important role. Yeah. Uh, also on the, um, I mean, maybe this is just uh, my idea, no? But for example, when you're playing music and then there's this room of people, you you need to be aware of the moods, right? Yes. Or the energies, or I think that's also something you can do without being a psychologist, no? But I think. I I was constantly thinking about it. Oh yeah. Or yeah, being, being aware of the people, the way they were talking to me or the way the room was or the way I was feeling. No, um, I think it was more personal. It helped me a lot personally that that in these studies I, I did, it, it involves really knowing um, yourself. And then I felt this helped me to 
to find my way. Mm. I think it did, yeah. Yeah. No, because I, ha- I had this thought when you were um, explaining before about your, your the, the book and it was um, not so much just about the, the, the connection of, um, of how it can help you, but it, it, it seems that we, especially uh, for, for people who work in the music industry, that it's like it's, it's pretty like, imperative that we do learn how to cope, like have coping strategies and self-soothing. I mean, you could say that with anything in life, really. Like, yeah. um, you know, it's important to, to understand how to deal with setbacks and how to deal with uh, all these sort of things. So um, you're, you've now got this, like, this new passion, I guess. To, your old passion has been <laughs> uh, reignited. To, yeah. And now try to find this connection with music and mental health, yeah? Yes, you, uh, yeah. What, 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 so what else is... What do I? What other ideas have emerged? Because this this is exactly why I'm doing this podcast. Okay, it's like when I and it happened just before before COVID that I wanted to launch this, and I was like, how can I bring this together? And so I thought I'm going to make a podcast. Yeah. So your podcast is about uh, talking about uh, the the reason you made it is to talk about it. Yeah, about it's to, uh, it's to share it because everyone. Um, I find that. Every time you you speak to someone different, it's the it's in the nuances, like the little different, like the different experiences. Everyone's got something to share, and I think we're all we're always learning. And I I find that when we're able to talk about these sort of things openly, uh, where it's kind of like a like it's a give and take situation here. Like you're 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 also. Get, getting something from this conversation as much as I am, you know, and mm-hmm. I love, and then we're able to then put it out there for someone to listen to, and it and it could be just something that we said today that could just really ignite something in someone else's uh, brain, and it can really yeah. change can change their their thought processes and and help de- and help grow as well. Just in the small yeah. details, we're always constantly sort of shifting. So yeah, Excellent. so tell me. What what ideas have you been uh, have like you thought of to kind of go into that direction? Yeah, I felt even before COVID, I was always I remember I was always when I met DJs or people who I admire or people who do the same thing. I always like to. I always enjoy the moment where we you talk about things mm. now more than everything else. And then I realized that every time I wanted to speak to people, it was always about. The music, yes, very important, but also about how they feel, how do they deal with this, how do they cope with that. And then I was always in- unconsciously always interested on in that way. And I remember I, I once read this interview by this um, DJ I know from London. She did this interview, for I forgot what, but she talks about imposter syndrome. Mm. And then I thought, ah, she deals, she has imposter syndrome? How? You know? And then when I read about this, I thought, wow, that's cool that she said, mentioned it because I thought it's something that just affects only a few. And then when I met her in person, I asked her, hey, you mentioned this on, an inter- on this interview. And she was telling me more and more about it. And then I thought, oh, wow, just a small thing I read on this interview made me speak to her about this openly. Now, before I would have not come to her, hey, what do you think about imposter syndrome, you know, yeah. or nothing? And then I realized that 
when you ask, when you, when you are done speaking about music, about what you're doing in this project, after that, what's there, no? And I think when you are a bit, go a bit deeper than everybody has a little bit of, uh, not issue, but uh, something they think about. Mm. And I think when you talk, when you talk about the mental health or about the worries or about these uh, issues, I think apart from deepening the connection, you realize that it's a thing we all deal with. Yep. And I think like podcasts like yours and talking about this gives you strength to know yep. you're not alone, to know that it's just a thing that exists and that if you realize everybody feels the same, it's easier to cope with it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly all, all that. What you mentioned is 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 just exactly. Um, I'm I've found myself, uh, you know, without using all the sort of like the big words in this field, like it's so a lot of buzzwords, you know. Um, but I, you know, I've I've found myself uh, like every time I have do these interviews and discuss them, I'm always constantly like I, I'm, I always feel this energy after i finish like self like i always i tell when i invite people i tell them i sell i'm selfishly learning and transforming at the same time you know like it's like um yeah it's i i I figured this is the one of the most biggest upsides and i didn't think of this you know it wasn't my my plan when i put this together it was just like i just felt throughout this whole 12 this year is is that I've found that people want to exchange more. They want to talk more. They want to to share, and I think that's like one of the biggest positives from from this this year. One of the the, the obvious that that's come my you know to my attention anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, okay. Tell me now. You've got. Um. You mentioned before that you're working on some music projects. Is there anything any set dates? Mm. No. No. Okay. No, not really. I mean, there was one thing we were working on this album, and the first date was supposed to be August, okay. but then we could not meet, we could not record, so forget it. And then we thought December, but now it's not ready. So I think this is going to happen in April. Okay. What to, yes. to, to start again? To start it? No, to start working no, again? No, to release it. Okay. Ah, oh, okay. Is, and it's a full, it's a, a full Coco Maria album. No, it's like a, a okay. I have two. Okay. One is a, a an album, but it's not full me. It's with another friend who is a producer and musician, and and then it started just for fun. No? We went to just because I, I noticed that you've done stuff with Daniel Huxman. Is, are yes. You, are yes. you planning to work with him again? Is that who you're talking about? Uh, actually, yes, we are planning okay. to to do it. Yeah, but oh, that's the one right I'm on. Doing. Right on. He's amazing. Thought, yeah, he's cool. Huh? Mm. Uh, only thing is, as I said, I actually I mentioned him before. Like when we met in the studio, it went super well and super fast. And it, within a week, we were really. I mean, I never did it before, but when I was working with him, everything went super smooth. And now I feel like here at home is not the same thing. So I'm 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 waiting to like we meet. Where is he based? He's in Berlin. Okay, okay, that's right. Yeah, but then there's this second project with another friend 
who is also from Berlin. He's in Berlin, but now he's in Africa. Right. So, but that has to wait, that one. And, and, and you're wanting to work with all, with all three of you together? No, it's two different uh, things. Two different projects. Yeah. Okay, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Okay, well, um, to, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you? Uh, um, I went and checked out your website. Do you want to tell the listeners the, the, the address? Uh, yes, uh, cocomaria.net. Yep. And there is my website and then links with um, so, yeah, Instagram or my radio shows, mixes are all there. Fantastic. Well, it was lovely to meet you and lovely chatting with you this morning. <laughs> yes. And uh, I, like, I, I look forward to meeting you in person one day. <laughs> yeah, me too. It will be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, yeah, and I think your podcast is um, yeah, it's very interesting and I'm happy somebody's opening up and making conversation about this. Thank you. I appreciate it um, very much. Thank you. Take care. Cool. I'll hey, speak to you me. soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.